Hello, and welcome to another Cheeky Scientist radio podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Henkel, and today we will be talking to Donna Serdula on how to leverage the new LinkedIn. As always, if you want to learn more about transitioning into an industry job, go to phdsgethired.com, enter your name and email address, and you'll get free information on our industry career blueprint, as well as our 4,000 plus member private job referral network specifically for PhDs. So again, just go to phdsgethired.com. If you want to get all of our podcasts and blog articles sent to you for free every week, go to cheekyscientist.com and you can sign up on our homepage. And finally, if you want to listen to all of our podcasts, you can find us on iTunes just by searching Cheeky Scientist Radio and by subscribing to us on iTunes. So again, we're going to talk with Donna Serdula today on how to leverage the new LinkedIn starting now. She is the author of the popular book, LinkedIn Makeover, Professional Secrets to a Powerful LinkedIn Profile. Um, and she recently published her new book, LinkedIn for Dummies, which you can kind of see there in the background. Great placement. At the middle one there, you have her different books. Many of you have her books already, um, certainly her first book, but uh, LinkedIn for Dummies is is doing very well and just everything you need to know about LinkedIn. And uh, whether you are smart or dumb, it's definitely a book to, uh, to get. So uh, you'll want to check that out. Um, of course, you can connect with uh, Donna on LinkedIn. Uh, back in 2009, she decided to break free from corporate America and set out on her own path. Uh, she started Vision Board Media with the goal to help business uh, businesses and individuals leverage the internet in their quest to market themselves. Um, Donna is the foremost expert in LinkedIn profile optimization and all things LinkedIn. Uh, really, she found uh, she founded LinkedInMakeover.com. So it's LinkedIn-Makeover.com if you go there. Um, You'll see lots of great materials, lots of uh, you know free things to look at, and just uh, just a wealth of information. So I recommend you go to LinkedIn-Makeover.com. Um, this is where she helps individuals from around the world brand themselves successfully on LinkedIn. So thanks again for being here, Donna. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm, I'm sure you get this question um, in terms of where to start, uh, but especially for this audience, we still have some people who you know, I, if I go to a talk or, you know, we have new associates come in, there's always a handful of people that say, I don't, I'm not on LinkedIn. I don't have a profile. And it it just seems a bit overwhelming. So if you had to break it down in terms of like the very first steps to take Mm -hmm. for, for nowadays with the new LinkedIn profile and everything, what, what would you say somebody should do to get started? Yeah. And, and I would say in terms of my methodology, it really comes down to a three prong attack, if you want to call it that. And, and the first one is, you need to optimize your profile. That is the foundation of success on LinkedIn. And the reason is, even at the most passive level, where a person is just on LinkedIn, they're not, they're not on it, with their, on their phone, they're not scrolling mm. through their news feed, but they're, they just want to be on it. You can have an amazing amount of success just having a really strong profile because people are checking you out. Mm. They, they do their due diligence. They want to know who you are. And you have a chance to control how these people, you know, look at you and perceive you and see you and judge you. So the very first thing is really spend time on your profile once. And then I'll, I'll go into a little bit more how, what to do with your profile. But once you have a profile that you feel tells your story, it's, it's goal oriented, it's written towards your target audience, you're using the right keywords, you can get found. Once, once you have that strong profile, the next thing you want to do and this is really important, guys. I mean, really super important. You need to build your network. Mm. All right. I don't want to see a hundred connections. 
I want to see 500 plus connections Mm. because LinkedIn is very much like an old fashioned Rolodex Mm. and an empty Rolodex is useless. And so you need to connect if you want to start to find success. Then once, and this is something that you don't stop. It's not like there's a start and end to building your network. This is something that you do. You do every day. The people that you email, the people that you meet, the people that give you, you know, call you on the phone, recruiters, uh, vendors, clients, prospects, whatever, even your doctor. I mean, I'm, I'm like, don't leave anyone out. Your neighbor, <laughs> your brother, connect yes. with all of them. And, um, and, and it's something that you want to keep building. But, you know, in the very beginning, really do go full-fledged, connect, connect, connect. And then once you have those two things done, then at that point, it's then engage, then it's activity and it's networking. Hmm. But those, if you can do it in those, in those three levels, I promise you will, you will, you will see benefit. You will find success. No, that's a, that's a great bird's eye view. So again, um, and this is for anyone, no matter where you are in terms of your, your LinkedIn journey, you want to create that profile, right? Because people are going to go there. I mean, as soon as, you know, even if you haven't been using LinkedIn, the first place that an employer is going to search is LinkedIn, right? As soon as you make a contact with them. So at least get the basics of your profile done, like Donna said, and uh, then you can move to networking and then, um, then you can move to really just actively reaching out and getting uh, um, super connected on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe we'll just kind of follow that structure and we'll mm-hmm. zero in on the profile here. Um, let's break it down even further. So, okay, you're just getting started with the profile. What are the pieces of your profile you need to have, you know, right now if you don't yeah. have them? All right, and, and, and here's I, I, the next things that I'm going to talk about. You could probably do in five minutes. All right, so I'm going to give you like this, this five-minute really quick, this is how you can really quickly optimize. So from the very beginning, from the very top, there is now a background image and it's contained within the intro piece of your profile. Um, If you look at your profile guys and you see something that kind of looks bluish in color and it has kind of like a constellation quality to it, you did not upload a background image. So you need to do that. And I want you to go to this website. It's called unsplash.com. Mm. It's free images. They're beautiful. And I want you to go through and I want you to find an image that reflects who you are. It reflects your brand. It reflects how you want to be perceived. And this is what's going to set the tone of your profile. So I want you to find a really great looking image. If you see yourself as wise, maybe a picture of an owl. If you see yourself doing insurmountable things, maybe it's a picture of you, uh, not you, but someone climbing a mountain. Um, if you see yourself uh, being able to handle, you know, tons of different things, you know, maybe it's you running a marathon. Um, but, you know, find an image. It doesn't have to necessarily be of you, but of someone performing those types of feats or, or providing that type of a, an activity and upload that. So background. Yeah, no, I love that. I'll just jump in real quick. I've seen some of you do this, you know, really well. And if it's, you know, your scientific expertise or discipline, I mean, there are some very high quality scientific images, of course, uh, but Donna's right. It has to be, you know, in line with kind of your personal brand and the story you're trying to tell. And, and I love when a person will take, take, let's just think in terms of like that scientific brand, you could take some images, you know, maybe an image of like, like a molecule. It's like totally exploded. And most people would have no clue what that is, but you and your audience would get it. 
And mm-hmm. so you're almost bringing them in and allowing them to say, hey, I'm an insider too. So doing something like that where it might look almost abstract to the regular viewer, but not to you or your audience, that's, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Absolutely. Um, so, so getting that banner in place and that, that is something new and we're going to keep coming back to that theme of like the new LinkedIn because it's Mm -hmm. very recent. Um, you know, it shows up in the background of even your little image, your little profile on the, on the left-hand side. Um, so we get the banner in place, you know, what about the profile picture? Yeah. Profile picture is super important. Absolutely important. Um, I want it to be professionally taken, guys. I know it's it's hard to, to do it, but if you can get it professionally taken, if you can go into a um, a photographer's studio and get it done, do it, do it. It's it's worth the investment. If you can't, that's fine. Use your phone, yeah. <laughs> but do not take it yourself. Give it to your friend and have them take it of you and do it where there's not that much in the background. Mm. Um, And smile, dress well, make sure there's really good natural light and you'll be fine. So if you can't can't get a photographer to do it, ask your friend to help you uh, and upload that image. Zoom in and make sure they can see your eyes and you're smiling and you look friendly, very important. Mm, No, absolutely. And uh, and we've talked about this before, really um, doesn't take much effort, but a professional picture, goes a long way. I mean, just in terms of responses, as, as most of you have seen, you go from no picture to getting no responses, a, a not really professional picture to getting a few, and then a very professional p- picture to getting many because it's, it's a way to t- demonstrate your value. And, yeah. Uh, and it shows that you're serious. It shows you take LinkedIn seriously and people then take you seriously. Mm-hmm. So the next part of my five minute optimization <laughs> is your headline. All right. And, and I have to say, go to linkedin-makeover.com forward slash app app and access my online LinkedIn headline generator. Uh, this tool, and, and maybe some of you have already done it because I know a lot of you guys have been connecting with me and you've already used it. But mm-hmm. if you haven't, go in, access this online app. It's, it's, it's been developed to walk you through what you need to do to create that tagline, that headline. It needs to be infused with your keywords. It needs to offer a bit of a benefit statement. We would like to see some bullets, like a symbol in there to catch people's eyes. And when you have a really optimized LinkedIn headline, it's only 120 characters. So it's really important that it's done well and, and it's, it's succinct. But mm. when you do it well, you will find you get more views to your profile and you turn up more often in search results because LinkedIn's search algorithm places a lot of importance on that headline. And so the more keywords that you infuse, keywords that people who are searching for someone like you might be searching for, you're, you're, you're boying up to the top of those search results. And that's, yeah, and that's one thing we'll come back to over and over too, is this idea of keyword specificity in your LinkedIn profile, because you have to think like your audience, right? If you're trying to get attention from employers, recruiters, you want to use the words they're using in your headline, not some word that you like for whatever reason. And that actually takes me to the next point, (laughs) which is your summary. And this is going to be outside the five minutes. So those, the five minute optimization, do those three things. You're going to see immediate results. I promise mm. you this. Mm. Um, the, the rest of the profile is going to take a little bit more time to develop. And so when we look at the summary, that's right below the intro, right above your experiences. Right now with the new LinkedIn, it is collapsed. So a person mm. needs to click to expand it. But 
with that said, people still read it and there's still a lot of value to it. However, it's, it's not the first thing that they're reading. So when a person is looking at your profile, they're looking at that profile image, you know, that, that background image sets the tone. That picture of you gives them an idea of who they're working with. That headline piques their curiosity. At that point, they're going to start scrolling down through your experiences. And if they really like what they're saying, then they're going to come back up to that summary. But that summary needs to be written in a first-person narrative. It needs to be very clear as to who you are and what you're doing. So it needs to be goal-oriented. So I want you guys to think to yourself, why am I on LinkedIn? Am I looking for a new job? Am I looking to um, really showcase myself and my expertise? Is this done for reputation management? I want people to feel really good about what I've accomplished. Am I doing this for sales and marketing? Everyone's a little different. But when you know what it is that your goal is, then you want to write that profile, write that summary towards that goal. And you also want to think in terms of that target audience. You know, mm. what, what do they want to know about you? So don't worry about what you want to say. That's a little less important than what your target audience needs to know about you. Mm. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll jump in here for because for, for most of you, your goal is to get a job. So really, you should be thinking about what type of job you want and what that audience is looking for. And just to recap real quick on everything Donna said, start with that banner image, your profile image, your headline, your summary. Now, I do appreciate you bringing up that change because I was going to ask about that. The summary is collapsed. Mm -hmm. uh, so, which means that you can only see really the top, the first sentence of your summary. So that first sentence needs to be... It needs on, to be powerful. Yeah, it really needs to be, have the keywords and everything specific uh, for the jobs that you want, right? Like why you're a good fit for that job. We talk a lot about, in the association, we talk a lot about taking your professional highlights from the top of your resume and reworking them to put them into short sentences in your summary. And, and, and that's really the most effective thing that you can do. But like Donna said, you also have to think about, about your audience and the, the way that they're reading the LinkedIn profile because they're looking at the top and then they're with the, because it's stacked, they're looking at your work experience and they're coming back up to that summary to make sure you're a good fit. Yeah. And what often is happening is that they're looking at your trajectory and maybe your trajectory is a little different. You know, maybe you've been, uh, you know, more in academia or more in the sciences and now you want to move towards corporate and they're not seeing the, their expectation might be, oh, wait, this guy isn't, you know, his background's not fitting what I was expecting. The summary is the place to explain it. The summary is the place to explain if there's a gap. There's a the summary is the is the place to explain and showcase how what you've been doing really aligns and relates to what you want to be doing. So use that space to kind of take away a lot of those questions that might be in that recruiter's mind. Yeah, and keep and again think in terms of keywords. And for those of you that are looking for jobs, we can narrow this down even more, look at job postings, right? Or your notes from informational interviews or whatever it is at the words that they are using. Yeah. We talked about using a word cloud or wordly to figure out, you know, what the common words are for job postings mm -hmm. for a certain area. We'll put those into your summary. It's a great place. It's yeah. the top, right? LinkedIn's waiting the stuff at the top more, including, you know, the headline summary. So that's, that's crucial. Yeah. And, and put that into the skills and endorsements area as well. But and but really be smart when you're thinking about keywords because a lot of us want to say dynamic, professional, problem solver, decision maker, leader. These sound like great keywords, but they're not. They could describe 
anyone. So you really want to drill in, you know, what are those applications that you know? What are those really strong skill sets that you exhibit? You know, go into that level of detail and mm. stay away from that higher level decision maker, professional dynamic. Doesn't, those don't cut yeah. it. The general jargon, right, doesn't. I mean, and we talk about this, right? I mean, there something came up. Some, somebody did an article in the 80s, most of about action verbs, right? This is, this is not what's going to get you hired at the PhD level. You want to really hone in on those unique skill sets that are being asked for and that you have, yeah. um, unique transferable skills and technical skills. Um, okay, so, so again, if you're just getting started, get the, the banner picture, the profile picture, the headline, the summary done. Yeah. Let's say we go a little bit deeper. We have that in place, so we're functional. Um, mm -hmm. What do we want to do in terms of our work experience? A question we get asked a lot is, how do we tell that story with our work experience? What if there's a gap, right? What, yeah. what suggestions do you give in terms of that experience? You know, with gaps, and there's always going to be gaps, you know, it, it happens, people get sick, you have to take care of them, you have to take care of yourself, maybe you've had a baby, you're taking time off your kid, uh, maybe it's just that you've just, um, you just fell off the earth for a little bit, and you needed to take a little bit of a brief sabbatical. These are all things, and it happens, it's not unusual, so don't be ashamed, just be open. And you can state it. It depends on how you want to do it. It's something that you can do in the summary or, you know, within that experience, right, you know, preceding or um, before you can say, you know, I took, you know, a year off to care for my ailing father. Um, during this time, I stayed um, up to date with my industry by doing some brief consulting work and taking courses at the local you know, college or whatever it might be, but mm. just be very clear. You know, I took time off. That's why there's this, this hole. Um, and, and it's, it's something to mention, but don't uh, dwell. <laughs> so be brief, be bright, be gone. Mm. Um, that's the important part. But in terms of the, the your actual trajectory, your experiences, um, do not just copy and paste your resume. Mm. All right. Because your resume is something that you wanted to, you, you yourself should determine who gets who receives, who reads it. You don't want to copy everything from your resume into your LinkedIn profile because everyone can see it. It's public. Mm -hmm. um, with that said, you want that person who's reading your profile to say, well, this guy's interesting. This gal's interesting. I want to, I want to learn more. And then if they want to learn more and you present them with the exact same resume they just looked at that had been copied and pasted on your resume, they're going to be disappointed and they're going to assume this is all that you, you offer and they might just move on. So really think in terms of building. I'm not saying you, you can't just copy and paste, but just choose, just, just do the highlights. Just do that, which will whet a person's appetite and then make sure there is a little bit more on that resume. So they are seeing more. And then there's even more that you can talk to when you get them on the phone. So as easy it is, as it is, or it would be to copy and paste, really try not yeah. to do that. No, that's great advice. And this goes in line with what we say about, I mean, knowing your audience, right? When you're, just like Donna said, when you're giving your resume, it's a targeted resume for that one position for that company, right? Your LinkedIn profile is for every position you could want, every company, everybody's going to see it. Mm -hmm. So you have to make it something that is interesting, like Donna said, for every person that's in that larger audience, right? And this yeah. might mean looking at a, a larger variety of keywords, giving more information for each job, right? So mm -hmm. it can be relevant to multiple positions. And I really like this kind of like escalation sequence that Donna said, right? They're getting that first, you know, get to know you with that resume that they're going to skim for five to seven seconds. We know that. 
then they're going to be able to go to your LinkedIn profile and dig in a little bit deeper. And you want to maintain that interest to go deeper. And then obviously going onto the phone screen, they can find out more. So yeah. I think that's quite helpful. And when you think of those experiences, you know, you don't have to jump immediately into what you did. Think in terms of that, you know, where you worked, because not every single recruiter is familiar with where you were. And so give a brief summary of what that company was or, or you know, what, where you worked and, and build it up with credibility, you know, say, you know, what you were, you know, what they do and how they help others. And then once you've defined the company that you worked at, then you can just briefly define your roles and responsibilities. Don't get into too much job description. You know, everyone knows what you've done if you had that a particular job title. And then, you know, what you want to do is when you have your successes, call those out with bullets. So I often see people calling out job descriptions with a great big star bullet. But a job description is just a job description. If you're going to call anything out with a bullet, make it powerful, make it a success, a successful accomplishment. Yeah. So can you give me an example of what that might look like? Because you're right. Most people do the bullet points of the, the position itself, right? Mm-hmm. And not like something that they accomplished. And I like that you said accomplished too. Not like a job duty, but an actual result. We always talk about quantified results because it catches mm-hmm. eyes, right? So you know, what would be a simple example? Yeah, it would be, it would be where a person might say, um, you know, I was responsible for sending out newsletters, answering the phone and um, creating reports. Yeah, right. Um, (laughs) Probably not anything that you guys were doing in your previous positions, but just to give you kind of like a brief understanding, those are just job descriptions. That's just what you did. But if you're going to really come out with with the accomplishment of it, let's say, let's actually turn those things into accomplishments just from job descriptions to accomplishments. I sent newsletters. Well, maybe it's more of I developed a newsletter that we grew from 1,000 to 20,000 readers and we saw a inc- an increase in sales of you know 5% as soon as you know we hit this certain number so it's no longer just i sent a newsletter but i actually moved a needle i you know we increased the readership we increased the subscription and we actually saw sales go up so there's yeah. that so what exactly. <laughs> so what was the effect I love that. And uh, that's something, you know, we haven't talked enough about is really asking yourself that question that Donna just said, so what, so what, right? So because you, you can fall so easily into listing your job duties or even your skills, which is great, but always ask yourself at the end of that question, that bullet point, so what, what, ha- like what happened? What was the result? What did you achieve? And once you answer that question, then, then you're done, right? Once you can answer the so what, once you can't ask the question, so what anymore, I should say, is yeah. you're done. And- then, then you've got an accomplishment. Right. And, and then you move on to the next one. And you don't, here's the other thing that I see on LinkedIn profiles and I see it on resumes and it just makes me want to scream, but it's like 20 bullets. <laughs> yeah, too it's like too much. Give me three, give yeah. me five, but no more than that. You know, right. really give me something that's good and leave the rest for the conversation. And again, yeah, then this is why, you know, writing down a bunch of your results before you even start mapping out these sections in LinkedIn can be valuable. And for PhDs, you know, we have entire sections of that in your, in your dashboard, but you know, it could be grants that you've helped win. It could be publications. It could be presentations you've given. All these can be quantified. It could be discoveries, right? I mean, those are results. It can be methodologies. Um, so you, that you've invented or 
uh, optimized. So, so that, that's crucial. And I'm um, just bringing, just closing out this part of, of your work history. It, it is crucial. If you've been in academia your whole life, that's fine. Be transparent with it. Just put down what you've achieved. Um, if you've had a gap, be transparent with it. You're in control of the story. Talk about how it was beneficial or what you did. Gaps are not the issue that they were again, like in the 1980s, because you used to get a job and stay there forever. Now you have multiple jobs. People, the people don't even care. We, we did a, a recent webinar where uh, we had multiple uh, people on that recently got hired and with gaps and nobody was asked about it. So um, something to consider. Now let's say, let's just go for a couple of the, I guess the, the hot sections, right? So mm -hmm. there's new LinkedIn. I just want to say like in our profile, if you had to say things that you're seeing a lot of people leverage right now, or something that's dramatically different with the new LinkedIn in terms mm -hmm. of their profile, any, any kind of insights there? Yeah. What's, what has really changed is LinkedIn has now created this highlight section. So it's not something that you mm -hmm. yourself can truly um, manipulate because it's dynamically created when a person is viewing your profile or they're viewing another person's profile. And this highlights section provides a, a very quick dive into the business intelligence that's available on that profile. And so if I was looking at your profile, Isaiah, it would say, we've got 20 connections in common. We belong to five of the exact same groups. We went to the same university. Um, we, and, and so it, it finds this, these commonalities and it presents it. Mm. And so what, that's, what this says is you need to fill out that, that profile to make sure that if a person does have those commonalities, LinkedIn is able to see it and able to lift it up and present it to that person who's viewing your profile because they mm. want to see those commonalities. They want to see that synergy. Mm. So that to me is one of the most powerful parts of the new LinkedIn is that it really can present. These are the things you have in common, but it can only do that if you're connecting, if you're active, if you've cited your schooling, if you've cited the, you know, you've joined groups. So mm. activity means something now. Yeah. And, and we're definitely going to come back to activity. It's not just what's on your profile, but things that you share should open the top too, right? If you have yeah. a recent article or recent, um, post on LinkedIn and that's in the feed. Yeah. Uh, so that's really crucial. So yeah, so I do want to come back to that. A couple of things I want to mention for this audience is, you know, the publications, you, you know, it's great. Uh, again, highlighting what Donna said that your resume should be different than your LinkedIn profile. You're not going to want to put all your publications on your resume, but on your LinkedIn profile, you definitely should because it still links you to other authors on those publications. Mm -hmm. It even shows their face, their faces on there if they're on LinkedIn, which yeah. is great for that network and showing things in common and so forth. Yeah. Um, there's publications, there's patents, there's courses, there's yeah. certifications, uh, there's honors and awards. Now, and think in terms of the honors and awards, you know what you could put in there are your speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. You know, so those types of presentations, we don't really have a section that says this is, you know, these are my my presentations or or you know, speaking engagements. They don't have that header, but they do have honors and awards. And if you think about it, it is always an honor to be asked to speak before mm. your peers. And so that's where I like to put it. Yeah. And any, you know, this could be any speaking event, even a poster presentation. You guys don't, don't overthink that. Um, and I think that's very valuable. So, okay. I, I want to make sure we have time to talk about like really the networking activity, mm. like some of the hacks, some of the new things. Um, so the, the, the next thing that I want to mention though, very quickly because of this audience is LinkedIn's new alumni 
page. Um, this is something that I learned about because of your, your, your insert you gave us. And it's just a, such a powerful resource because as we always say, there's somebody in your network right now who can give you a job. Like it's not some magical person you have to find. Like you are all connected to universities, multiple usually, your undergrad and then uh, your, your PhD work, uh, even your postdoc. So um, any advice on how to really leverage the new, new alumni page? Yeah, and, and oddly enough, I don't believe it's linked to the, the navigation. So in order to find it, you've got to go to linkedin.com and you've got to go into the address bar and you've got to type you know, forward slash alumni. And then you'll, then you, then it'll just pop up magically. Um, but that page will show you, you know, you can actually toggle the different, if you've been to numerous schools, you can choose which one you want. And you can see all of the people that are, who went to that university and how they're connected to you. Are they first degree? Are they second degree? Are they third degree? Are they a part of a group that you belong to? Um, but it's just a really great way to expand your network, see all of these people who have something so very deeply in common with you. Mm. And then at that point, you can decide, do you want to just start connecting? And if you do want to start to connect, what is that message that you're going to give? Because you should always have that personalized invite. And it could be something so simple as, you know, as a recent graduate or someone who has also graduated from your, you know, your university, you know, I'd really like a chance to join our networks and mm. perhaps see how we can be of service to each other. Something simple like that. And, and a person who reads that, how could they not say, yes, <laughs> welcome aboard to my network? This takes us to the end of this Cheeky Scientist radio podcast episode that you have been listening to. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a review and let us know what you would like to hear more of. If you're interested in transitioning into industry, go to phdsgethired.com and enter your name and email address, and we will give you information about our PhD job search blueprint, specifically for PhDs who want to transition into industry, as well as our PhD-only 4,000-plus member private job referral network. Again, go to phdsgethired.com and enter your name and email address now. As always, remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional.